welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time and money. This is episode number 5050. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today, my trusted co-host, Casey Cool. Hey. Chapman. Hey. And our guests today are the members of the podcast, Nintendo Dads. Please welcome Tim, Jesse, and Marty. It's good to be here. Thanks for having us, man. I really appreciate it. Greetings. Hello, hello. Welcome, guys. It's nice to have you. I found you guys years ago when Breath of the Wild came out, and I was looking for all Breath of the Wild coverage, kind of mm. like why we're doing our in-segment today. And I started listening to you on that episode, and you guys did a good breakdown of the game, and I got a good feel for you. So tell us, how did your podcast start? Jesse, you want to fill that one? Sure. It, it, it started off with two Canadians having donuts. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. J- J- Justin and Zach met, okay. you know, online, and they realized, oh, we live us by each- by each other. Let's meet up at a Tim Tim Hortons and just just chat and see where things go. And then they got the idea, hey, let's do a podcast. But I think we need a third person. And Zach goes, I know a guy, and brought me in because Zach and I used to be podcasts on a different podcast back when that was a thing and it's no, no, no longer a thing. So there was been the three of us kicked off the show, uh, November of 2014. So we've been, is we, we oh. and then, you know, so November, 2020, we celebrated their six year, 300 episode, three, 300 episodes. And then over the years we've, we brought on Marty, we brought on Tim, we then lost Zach, but you know he he guessed when he when he can, and then we brought on uh, Gary Gray and uh, I think he's in London. He's at least in the UK area, and then he also kind of dropped off. So there's primarily four of us now. Gary, Gary had week. like to pop in at like four in the morning, right? To to meet our recording time, and so it just it was it was way too hard. And he's doing stuff over with uh, Nintendo Village. And for a while, Justin lived in Ireland, so he had the same problem. Oh. There we go. See, we all live in the Pacific Northwest. We all live in the greater Seattle area, so it's kind of nice and easy for us. Nintendo mm-hmm. headquarters, and that was and that's the thing. You guys are unabashed Nintendo lovers, right? So I have to know what are is that the only console, or we got other consoles too? I uh, managed to grab a PS Five around Christmas, oh. and I've always I've always had Nintendo and something else. So. Uh, as a kid, it was the NES ignited my passion for video games. But then I had a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis and TurboGrafx-16 nice. and on and on and on and on. Because I was an only child and, you know, you get whatever you want. <laughs> yes, when you're an yes, only child. I, I do know. Uh, I do know. Okay, so there you go. So you're tracking <laughs> with me. So, uh, but now, you know, in in recent years, it's it's really been like the main Nintendo home console plus a 3DS. And then my son eventually got a PS4. Uh, a few years ago, and now he and I have gone in together to do PS5. He's he's 14 now, so... He can make his own choices. He's on his own path. Well, right, 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 right. He was like, I will go half in with you, take all the money I would get for birthdays and Christmas. That's cool. We could just get a PS5. So, yeah. So, I, I'd like to have an Xbox, but if you listen to the show, you know, I have, like, potato-class internet at my house. So, like, anything... I'm at my office right now, right. so... Anything involving like Game Pass or uh, PS Now, you know that I can't do it. I can't, I can't use any of so, that. Yeah, and so <laughs> digital games have to be super hard for you too. Then for downloading, yeah, it's like a oh yeah, yeah. I had to. In fact, I was here tonight from seven o'clock until like thirty minutes before the show because I was trying to download Apex Legends. 
and everyone is trying to download Apex Legends right now on it's Switch. That big? Jeez. Yeah, it's th- so like it's a 30, thirty gig file. Twenty. Well, it's twenty five on Switch. Round up. We round up. It's thirty. It's a thirty gig. Feels like the entire Switch, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. if you don't yeah. have your SD card, Here's your one game. Yeah. No, it's so crazy because like I don't. I want to know what type of wizards they have that are smushing all these files for Nintendo. Like, oh, let's put Witcher three on the Nintendo. Bloop. Let's do that. I think it's crazy how that's happening. So, okay, Tim, do you have any other consoles? Yes, I've usually been a Nintendo first, PlayStation second type of guy. So, um, and there was a time where I could only afford one, and in my younger years, around the PS one N sixty four type years, and I actually got the PS one over the N sixty four because I had. You know, I had friends. That's the better choice. Looking back, you have the better library. <laughs> well, I had friends who had the N sixty four, so I figured, you know, I would be able to take advantage of playing N sixty four games when True. they, you know, I was hanging out with them, and then I had, a, then I got the PlayStation, and we would play, you know, games on there, especially when the adapter came out, you know, the little triangular adapter. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So I don't know, man. I- or Casey, I don't the better library PS One, like bigger library. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. bigger, and I think there's going to be more hitters on there. Tomb Raider, Metal Gear, Final Solid. Fantasy Seven, obviously. So seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I was going to say the start of the downfall of Final Fantasy, but that's, yeah. that's the debate for another day. Some of the most timeless games of all time, though, are on the Nintendo sixty four. Ocarina of Time, widely regarded the best game ever. Oh, made. You mean Quest sixty four? Quest sixty four. Anybody? Crickets? Crickets? Okay. I actually I I played that. I didn't get far, but I played it's it. It's bad. It's bad. All the games I would play on N sixty four were with friends, so they were all multiplayer oh. games. I didn't get to experience a lot of the single player games, so I knew of uh Super uh, sixty four Mario sixty four, and at that time I I did, I had no interest in it anyways because it looked stupid to me sure. at the time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was a 2D Mario guy. It was like, I don't want 3D Mario. I want 2D Mario. What is this crap? Right. <laughs> so did so, you go back and play it on the uh, Switch? But, um, yeah, eventually I did. I got I played the you know Mario 64 on the DS when that right. came out and all that kind right. of stuff. So, um, And obviously I've warmed up to 3D Mario over the years. So. <laughs> you playing with only friends, I have to know. Mario Party, how many fist fights with your friends ended in Mario Party? Because I can think of at least three. Mario Party always ended. I didn't know Mario Party existed. What? Oh, wow. They didn't have Mario wow. Party. Oh, and I didn't man. follow any of the Mario stuff. Oh, so it was all GoldenEye, wrestling. Wrestlings were great. Mar- Mario Party 1 and 2 came out while I was in college. And so that's when we first discovered the... Uh, the the N sixty four blister, you know that you would yeah. get from from putting. Yes, the... they start selling the glove. <laughs> they start selling the glove because you had to you had to get the the card yeah. around the track, or you had to get the cake, or whatever you had to do for that. Whatever it is, uh, yeah. I, I remember having blisters on my palms as well. Jesse, what about yep. you? Are you Nintendo Solo, uh, or what's your other weapon of choice? I started off with this thing. I don't know if you can Whoa. see it. Wow! And, you know, I still have one okay, for our <laughs> listeners at home. I like how he slowly brought it up in there. What can you tell them? What you just held? I I I raised. I brought up an Intellivision controller. I I have an Intellivision at at my desk here because I have it set up to with my streaming equipment. I haven't used it in a while, but I have streamed and recorded Intellivision games before. So I I I started through a VCR. 
I have the, yeah, it's, it's sitting on top of the VCR. That's how I do the, the analog to digital to digital conversion. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I started playing this is, I started That's playing pre NES and I bought it in NES when I was in middle school and have been Nintendo every console. I, I regret never buying a virtual boy. I had a chance when I was when I was in college. But I had no money at the time. You know. My dad still has our virtual boy. So growing up, my dad worked for Nintendo. That's why we live here in Silver West. I grew up in the worked for EA. So I still have the virtual boy at my parents' house. My son always looks at it and is like, what is that? I'm like, you're not going to go. You're not touching that. I do not need you. Because that game, I remember it giving me headaches and having to take breaks. Oh, the virtual yeah, boy. I've never played one, but I would love to have a chance to do so. And so then- hang on. So hang on. So every time that we hear a Nintendo rumor and they say... This, I know this guy whose dad worked for Nintendo. That's you? I was that guy. Yes, I was him. My dad was that <laughs> You exist. No, it makes it. I, you it's, exist. I exist. I was real. It was real. Yeah, you know, uh, Redmond, that's the headquarters here. My dad worked there in like the late 80s, the 90s, and then he started working for Electronic Arts. So I've got grown up in the biz. God, I'm so jealous. My dad was just a banker. I remember I got a virtual <laughs> boy for Christmas one year, and we took it back because the games just did not pop. <laughs> the, oh, you took the Virtual Boy back? Yeah, we did. We returned it to the store. I, that yeah. happened to me with the Sega 32X. I got a 32X one Christmas. <laughs> oh, and you had the older one? My Genesis. Oh, uh, so, the different slot. Yeah, I had the older one. And so oh, no. it ruined Christmas. But I remember going back and getting like, I got like the X-Men oh, game nice. by Capcom oh, for yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah. And Tetris oh, yeah. and Dr. Mario. So I, I, got I, I, think, I, got a, I think yeah. I got a better deal. Considering what happened, to yeah, the I mean, the only X. good game on there was Sonic and Knuckles. I will say, that. I because I was again, I'm like a lifelong secret Sonic the Hedgehog comic book fan. So <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. Sonic comic book where everybody gets on the Sonic train, which would have made the thirty, which would have made the thirty two X even better having this having to stack all the yes, components. The stack on stack on stack on stack. Yeah, the, the Genesis, the thirty two X, then the Sonic three, and then the Knuckles. Or I, that other, which, the, the Sega CD was the one I was into. <laughs> sometime I'll tell you guys the story. Uh, sometime I'll tell you, you guys the story about how the Sega Genesis was a gift for me uh, for reaching a certain weight uh, for when I went to Weight Watchers as a kid because my dad was a masochist. Oh. Uh, um. As you can see, that worked really well. Do you, do you like the movie Heavyweights? Do you relate to that at all? Because I was a big kid too, and Heavyweights is one of my all-time favorites. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, all right. It was like I remember how I drew. I had a drawing that I posted on the fridge of Sonic the Hedgehog and a set of stairs, and each stair was a pound. And so when I got down the steps, oh. I got my Sega Genesis. There you go. And then I just ate Oreos until I got That's fat awesome. again. So I was, you know. Totally and you're like, now I'm going to sit down and play Sonic and gain all this weight back. That's, That's right. And then I've had a place, just like Tim, I've had a PlayStation ever since PS2. You know, up until modern day, I have a PS5. And I also was able to get an Xbox Series X, my first Xbox ever. And right, so they're both set up on my big TV. They both really haven't been touched in almost two months, but I have them. <laughs> Now, do you, is that touch because of lack of titles, or is it just what, what do you think you? Lack of titles, the things that interest me. You know, I'm waiting for certain games to might maybe come out on Game Pass for me to grab. Like mm-hmm. uh, I know Hades was a big topic of discussion in our Discord when it came out, but I I don't like roguelikes, so I'm like I I, I will be willing to pay zero for this. Uh, but I'm not willing to pay 30 for it. Shelby, would you like to take the floor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I 
so I'm writing up a review for Hades right now. And if you're not a run-based guy, I don't know if it's going to win you over. Like, it's probably yeah. one of the best one of those I've ever no. played. But that's not right. really... Uh, yeah, I, I've alley. heard that this has the chance of converting you. But it isn't yeah. guaranteed, which is why I'm willing to pay zero for it. So Jesse, see, for you, I think that Rogue Heroes would have a better chance of converting you than Hades. And I did, I did play the demo of that. It's, it's basically roguelike Link. Yeah, or uh, Four Swords. Uh-huh. It's Four Swords, right, basically, with job classes. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's some stuff in there that, like, I'm like, they just lifted that from Link to the Past, like the graphics and <laughs> sounds yeah, I, and stuff. I was looking but at that. It also has it also has this really cool town building act razor type thing going oh, on. Oh, okay. So that's it's really Act neat. Razor. That's one of my favorites. Oh, I love Act Razor. I did play the demo to that and got to the got to the bottom level of the dungeon and got stuck. Anyway, the, there was so far one game I did purchase on the Xbox. It was this uh poker game that I was like really interested in and been following uh for for almost a year since before its release and you know also knowing it's supposed to be coming to the switch and it's kind of oh, not no. good so i did i haven't so you know i, I there's it, just way too many bots and the bots are way too unpredictable like i, I have seen two oh. bots bluff <laughs> each other to a fifty thousand chip pot I'm like, I'm out. No, you got to ride that good time, dude. What are you talking <laughs> I am about? Not you be like, all right, let's go. I'm most interested in the PS5 just for the controller. I really want to see that haptic feedback in after the playroom. Looks like uh, kind of a unique. It's really it, cool. That. That's what I keep hearing. What are you guys playing right now? Besides, we, we're talking Apex. Tim downloaded it. Marty downloaded it. What? So, what else are you guys playing? Uh, well, I talked about Rogue Legend or Rogue Heroes, and that's really I'm I'm sinking yeah. a lot of time into that. Uh, because I'm trying to get to a point where my skill level, like, and the improvements that I'm able to buy and keep matches the difficulty that, like, I can't even beat the first dungeon. It's, it's really difficult, but they reward you pretty often. So the grind is, is not as bad as you would think it, it is. Like I've, the whole thing is you go into the dungeon, you defeat monsters, they give you coins but they also give you gems and the gems then like are used to unlock different buildings in town that you can then use other gems to level up uh or like yourself like you get more health or you can uh unlock permanent weapons because when you go into the dungeon the first time like you get all these weapons like oh it's a bow oh it's a bomb bag oh it's this but they're all made out of glass and it tells you these will all shatter when you die so you can unlock all these permanent upgrades uh, and then upgrade that building to get even more. And the whole time there's just this, it's, it's, it's incentivizes the grind. Right. Um, but I'm still like, I don't know if I just suck at it or, but whatever, but it, it like, it's enough to pull me back in. Like I'm, I'm continuing <laughs> to, to, to just find myself like, Oh, I got, I got one more run. I got one more time, you know? That's my favorite phrase. One more, one more, one time. more time, one more run. There's job classes in that game too, though, right? Yeah, and and so you'll when you unlock the tailor, which is one of the buildings, uh, it gives you the thread, which allows you to create the mage costume, and then somewhere along the line, you do a quest and you can create the ranger costume, and and so you're not actually changing characters. Your character that you create in the beginning, which it's a very minimal 
character creation, like pick a color, pick a hair color, pick a symbol. Uh, that character becomes whatever you you choose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're literally making I'm, I'm more currently hats. Unlock three of those, or well, the starting class, which is hero, and then mage and, and ranger. Mage uses okay. uh, is it's like you have. It's weird because, like you know, in Zelda, if you throw the boomerang a lot on almost well, pretty much every Zelda game, if you throw the boomerang, it does not use magic points. It doesn't, you know, you can throw that boomerang right. as much as you want. In this game, throwing the boomerang costs four magic points, and when you run out of magic oh, points, weird. you can't throw the boomerang anymore. So the mage uses magic points, but much slower than everyone else. The ranger's better at using the bow. The hero is all around. But again, you can level all of those up and get more health mm. and get more magic points. And all of that is wrapped in a, a really pretty nice presentation. And so it sounds like, to me, each job class might be beneficial for depending on how your play style or your run. Yeah. And yeah. another thing, okay. too, like you That's get cool. to the dungeon, eventually you can, like when you make it to floor two, if you have enough gems, you can unlock a permanent door that takes you to level two first but like i keep finding that i want to start on level one even if i'm gonna die like which i I do by the time usually i'm in in level three but that allows (laughs) me to build up more gems instead of skipping ahead and not having the glass items not having some of the the things i would otherwise have and and to me that makes the run not as profitable and that's my problem with roguelikes is I'm, I love them. They're one of my favorite types of games, but I always want to start from the first floor, even if I unlock the, the, the skip, because I'll, well, wow, I want to accumulate all the, the consumables. Like, I want to, you know, it's kind of like Enter the Gungeon. Why skip Why <laughs> skip down to level three mm. or four when I could get all these other cool guns and yeah. have tons of ammo? There's, there's a balance you have to find that you haven't found yet. Enter the Gungeon, because that makes me shudder. That game is uh, way too hard. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I just shuddered, yes. too. That game's way too <laughs> yeah. hard for me. It's a good game. It's just way too hard for me. I ne- I've never beat it but with any of the characters, but I would play the... Still today, play the crap yeah. out of it. It's too hard. Too hard. Hard pass. It's just too hard. That sounds like a fun... Marty, I'm putting that in my... Uh, my there should list. be a demo. I know there's a demo on Switch. Uh, so you can see if you know test the temperature, see if it's for you. I will definitely will. I've been eyeing it. I've been eyeing it. Tim, what about you? What are you playing? So I'm the guy on the team that likes to dabble in everything. So I play a little bit of everything, and and there's games that I really like that I'll dabble in and end up wanting. I'll want to finish it, but then I'll get into something else and then end up not finishing that other game. So my backlog has grown, grown, grown. Man, are you me? That is me. <laughs> So, but uh, whenever there is a game I I want to finish, I I finish it. So it's like um, I'm trying to think of the last game that what was, but uh, I've been I've been playing a lot of games with my son too. So a lot of the multiplayer type games and uh, like um, we've been playing some Mario 3D World together and Bowser's Fury. I finally got a second copy of that, and so he's been playing that on his own now. So, but he called your boy. He's twelve. Uh, thir- he's gonna be thirteen. So I better say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be I know, right? It's hard. He's a teenager now. <laughs> right. I've been playing with my soon-to-be six-year-old. And what, what are your? What's your take on three D World? Uh, so we had it on the Wii U. So it was a lot of fun Same. for the family to play at that time. But I never played it by myself because I was always, you know, because it was on the TV. And even though we could play it on, you know, on the separate screen, 
it just didn't seem as easy. So, but I really enjoyed 3D Land. So, 3D Land was my favorite on the 3DS. So, that was um, cool. I really enjoyed that, and I wanted to play 3D World, but never got around to it until this one. Uh, so I did buy it for the Switch, and we've been playing it. And Bowser's Fury, I've been playing first more so because I've been diving into that and loving that version of of the game. So. I know I want a whole game of that, not just the mini. That's my complaint right. of it. Mm-hmm. Bowser's. I was explaining it last week. It's a open world, but the levels. It's like what they did was they took all the levels that you walk to and just put it on one map, and you can like yeah. swim to the levels and, and yes. experience those levels and it's really well done but if they can get this the team that did breath of the wild and make a map that big of just random mario <laughs> right, yeah. levels that would be that game would blow people's mind maybe that's where they go with it who knows yeah. what they're doing with this idea you know so yeah. just a little thing here i didn't realize you know this past weekend they had the maximus cup on tetris 99 and it was it was uh, Mario uh, or the Bowser's Fury theme uh, for the Maximus Cup. Until oh. I played that, I did not realize this, and it's a really just a neat little tidbit that the Bowser Fury, the Fury Bowser music that plays when he comes out has lyrics. Yeah. Oh and really? I can't find them, but you can clearly cool. hear lyrics. And there's YouTube videos. You go search out like there's like four different versions of that theme. It evolves over time as as you get what? more cat shines and as he gets more powerful. Like there's a there's a difference to that theme, but there's words and it's rocking. I mean, it like just by itself, but just sitting there playing Tetris, I was like, this theme is way better than it has any right. To All I heard playing it was my son, Dad, jump, Dad. I couldn't hear the music. It was more like you got he's <laughs> Bowser Jr. and I'm Mar- Mario in that scenario. How far have you beaten 3D World yet, Tim? No, not yet. No, because okay. again, I've been trying to. I've been jumping in. That game is probably the game I jump in the most to try to beat. Uh, but then I've been playing some multiplayer with my son. A lot of different games there. We've been playing. We've been trying to focus on trying. Uh, so that's, that's been a lot of fun to play. Uh, we go, we go in and try to beat a level and then we get out and do something else like boomerang foo. That's another one of our favorites to play. What is, what is boomerang foo? Boomerang Foo is a bunch of uh, fruit, essentially, that runs around. Or not just fruit, but, you know, it's like a coffee mug and sushi and bananas. And and you run around with a boomerang and you're trying – it's a multiplayer game and you're trying to cut each other in half, essentially, with your boomerang. And then you get get boosts to your boomerang. So you can get multi-boomerang, fire boomerang, ice boomerang. (laughs) And you can load up on that and stack it. But does it cost magic points to use? <laughs> no, no, it yes. does not. Match. No magic points. No. So, but it is no. multiplayer, uh, local couch multiplayer. Uh, so. Okay, that's cool. I I like a good couch multiplayer. I just ra- I'm doing the like bonus worlds for 3D World right now, <laughs> and I'm, so I'm done with the main story. Oh, brand of preview. They're so hard. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't remember them being that hard back in 2014. Apparently, I've just gotten suckier at video games. <laughs> no, since then, I I think is I use Princess a lot more because that float is yeah. so nice, you know. I, and I remember more and more doing it with my wife. Uh, the Mario 3D World uh, with <laughs> playing with her in the Wii U was not not anything else. That was a horrible sentence structure. It was an awesome sentence structure. I remember me being Peach and her being Luigi a lot of times just because of the jumps because they had that. My, my biggest regret from the Wii U version of, of 3D World is that I did everything up to 
the like the challenge road or whatever at the very end. Yeah. And I could never finish it. It's hard. I remember that too. It didn't matter who I played as, I just could not finish it. Like that is the limit of my Mario skill. My son was able to unlock the final world, but no one ever no one ever beat it. It's so hard. That came out when my wife got pregnant, and then we moved to some different game with my son. So we were like, all right, we're going to do something that's not so stressful. And then she got really into Smash Brothers uh, on the Wii U when it had yeah. the board game mode. <laughs> for some reason, that was her, like, I'm like, that's what you want to play? After, like, month four of the pregnancy, she's like, I'm getting mo- motion sickness from all the Flash. We're done. Like, I'm done with this game. <laughs> Jesse, what about you? What are you playing? So I'm the guy who picks the game and does nothing else. I'm focused on that game. Because anything else distracts me. So I did pick up the 3D World Bowser's Fury when it launched. I jumped right into Bowser's Fury first because I knew another game was coming. I'll get to that mm-hmm. in a minute. Uh, so I, I 100% Bowser's Fury. Then I play, went to the nice. went to the uh, main game. And I remember after playing Odyssey, I tried to go back to play the game on the Wii U. And I just thought it was so slow. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't even play two levels. I'm like, this is... How did I play this when it was four years ago? Yeah. This is so slow. But the Switch version speeds that up. It is pl- so playable. It is, it is very nice. And I got as far as getting to the Bowser world. Yeah. And then stopped playing because Persona 4 Strikers came out. And I've been oh, playing, no. I've been playing that ever that since. That game looks cool. It it's is so, cool. Okay. What is Persona? Tell is it is it Persona with Dynasty Warriors? Like is that is that a fair Yes, I see some nods. It isn't. It, it's. It, it's not. Oh, yes, but it isn't. It isn't like Hyrule Warriors, where there's 500 enemies on a, on, at okay. a time. It, it it's it's a little bit toned down. It's probably closer to Kingdom Hearts. Oh. type of of play. So you know the the combat is generally focused on a smaller number of enemies. There could be 20 or 30. But there won't be fun. there's a boss. That's a good analogy. I like that. It's a good analogy. The yeah. Kingdom Hearts Island. Yeah. It's not necessarily, you know, it's 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 not chapter-based like Hyrule Warriors was. This is just mm. pretty much one ongoing story. And so you know, there are bosses and then there are stronger enemies that are just, that, that, that take more hits and take more a little bit more strategy to defeat. But, you know... But and it, it is a sequel to Persona Five, so those who haven't played it, especially Switch, you know, Nintendo only people wouldn't have played this yet. Yeah, you're going to be a little confused on the story. They do have enough exposition to fill in the holes. Yeah. So if you haven't played the original game, you're not going to be completely lost. You just might be minorly lost. But yeah, <laughs> but I did play the original game on on the PlayStation Four when that launched. In fact. That's that's on my that, that was my we used when we did an end of year awards, I we used to, I give one to the most expected game of the next year, Persona Five was that game two years in a row and it still didn't come out for no. two years after that, so it went, <laughs> so I did I did finally play that and finished it, and then you know, I'm playing through this one I'm probably a little more than halfway through now, about. 25 to 30 hours in. So it's a, it's a shorter game than the original game. The original game is a hundred hours. It looks game. cool. Like I look at it, I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. Like that's, every time I say, I'm like, that's a cool looking game. Yeah. You know, technically it's, it, you know, it, if the combat flows nice, I don't see any frame skips, you know, look, comparing that to the PS4 version, which my son has, 
obviously the PS4 is faster. I think it's running 60 frames versus 30 frames a second. And the Switch does have some pop-in on insignificant objects. Like, oh, this park bench wasn't here 10 feet ago, but is there now. <laughs> but anything that is important, like items or enemies, you'll see that the distance away. So you're not going to have that type of problem. Like if, I, I've, we've heard, I forget, <laughs> I can't think of the game off the top of my head, but one of those uh, shooter looter type of games that came out on the Switch had severe pop-in problems. Like you would run to an area and then a monster would spawn on you where you should have been able to see it or have a screen away. <laughs> yes. Outer Worlds? That, yes. That, that's what I've been playing. That's I'm the other sorry. game I've been playing is that one. So. <laughs> but they, they've, they've, they fixed that. They fixed that on the Switch. It's a little bit better. So. Ed, what are you thinking of Outer Worlds? Uh, I really enjoy it on the Switch. And, and when I've done the review for it for the Nintendo Dads... Uh, when I did the first look and a review of it, I said that if you're looking for graphics, don't play it here on the switch. Mm. You know, if, if you're all about, if, if you want that visual effect, if that's a big thing for you as a gamer, go play it at, on the better consoles on those consoles that have the better gra- graphics. Um, but if, if graphics aren't going to take you out of the game, if you're fine with, you know, being immersed into it the way it is on the switch, then you'll be okay. You know, so that's why I felt that game feels like it would be perfect on Switch too. The like, portability um, in that game, I think, would do it a lot of uh, benefit. I'm having a blast with it being portable because I can just take it up. You know, like to, right now, it's just being portable. It's going to bed with it, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm having a blast with that game, and I, I constantly think of the story I'm engaged in too. Like I'll be at work and. You know, I'll sit back and all of a sudden I'll think about what I've been playing and just like, oh man, I want to get back into this game so I can find out what happened, you know, or, or that was a, where I left, what I, when I did the last uh, game review was for the new DLC that came out for the Switch. Um, and it was, I had to, I had to rush through some points of the game to get to the point where I could open up the DLC. So, cause I had, I hadn't played in a while. So, but it was still fun. And when I got to the DLC, it was like the DLC is what's been kicking around in my mind, you know, through the day. So it's been a lot of fun. And I, I, I recommend it for the Switch. Like you said, it's a, I mean, that game on the go, it's, it's Outer Worlds on the go. And it's like fantastic. And even though, again, if it's. Let's see Miles Morales do this. Right. Everything's fantastic on the Switch because it's that it's on, on the go. go. Like that's, it's, so I mean, it may not look go. as great on the PS4 or PS5 even, or you know whatever. But still, that's what I mean. Is if, if you're all about the graphics, then go play it there because it is a fantastic game. Right. I, I, whatever system you're playing it on, it's a fantastic game. Go play it is what I say. But if I I enjoy it on the go because then I can you know take it here, play it here at my desk. I can take it upstairs, play it on the TV, or I can take it up to my room or somewhere where we're going and have it on the go. And that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of character are you rolling in outer in outer worlds? Uh, so I I guess you would call it like a tank type guy. So uh, you know, or I, I'm heavy heavily armored oh, and uh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm slow. I'm a slow gamer. I like to look around and, you know, and when people are shooting at me, I'm like, okay, I'm getting hit. Where am I getting hit from? You know? <laughs> so I need to take some damage before I can figure it out. So, uh, but that's, yeah, my, I'm heavily armored and slow. 
<laughs> Speaking of armored, Shelby, you've been armored up playing some Doom Eternal, I hear. Dude, Doom Eternal is in my mind all the time. I want to be playing oh, no. Doom Eternal right now. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't stop, man. It is is definitely brutal. Uh, turns out you're making your way through hell. And uh, as, yeah, as you do. it, it, it pull, does not pull any punches. I told you. That's two games for you making your way through hell this year. That's, that's my theme, man. That's my theme. You got to stay with the... Yeah, you did Hades and now Doom. I think it's an allegory right now for 2020. Shocker. I got to say that a Bethesda shooter is unlike a lot of shooters on the market because of the speed and the way they reward you to get in and take a aggressive action on on these different characters they set up and it is so satisfying like one of the things they set up right in the beginning is if you can melee one of the enemies you get health drop and basically it constantly is sucking your health so it's basically causing you to run into these situations where you don't know how you're going to get out exactly but the back and forth the pull is so good in the game i can't get over it i I found that like the the whole strategy of run in and blow your way out. Like, you know, I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, you've got the the chainsaw from the very beginning. And it's like, if you want armor, you're going to have to chainsaw people, you know, or you want, or is it health or maybe it's ammo. Uh, Chainsaw gives ammo. Chainsaw gives ammo. Yeah, I mean, like, see, like I picked it up and I played maybe two hours of it because of getting pulled to something else. But you're right. It's, it's incredibly fast. And it encourages aggressive play. And that is not, like, that's not how I play shooters. Yeah, I'm the same way. I normally hang back, get a long gun, get an up-close gun, and then just kind of juggle depending on the situation. But this is forcing me to play with every gun in your arsenal, which is so brilliant. Mm -hmm. Because you never have enough armor, so you run out of ammo on a gun, and it just automatically flips to the next one. And then you got to adapt to the situation. Um, I also think it's brilliant that there's no reload yep. in this game. And I didn't play a bunch of Doom like back in the day, but if you have the armor, it will come out of the gun. So when you're out of ammo, it's just next weapon. Let, let, let's move on to the next guy. Oh, I think yeah. that's a new feature to Doom. Enemy weak points, correct? Now enemies have like a weak spot that you have to hit. Is that That's a new yeah. feature? Yeah, I, I I think 2016. I've had heard mixed on that. Too, I've heard mixed I would believe. I haven't. I can't. I can't speak to like older Doom games. Uh, other not than all the of most them, recent but, ones. But they they have the, it. The the first Doom reboot did not have weak points. It had oh, the, really? If you do enough damage, then you can do the like melee kill for extra whatever. Uh, you know, they flash and you come up and do the the kill. But this one actually like the like the spider brain things. Like have a gun on top of them, and like you're supposed to kill that first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like you, yeah, you blow that up, and then that that sounds unpleasant increases the damage, or it, it you know, will get them to the state that you may yeah. like kill them. And, and, and Chappie's kind of said this yeah. on yeah. past casts, but it really feels like an action based puzzle game because you see some of these enemies, and you're like, okay, yeah. I need a certain weapon to counter this enemy, and you have to find ammo for that weapon, or just work around that enemy until you get that new ammo drop. And I just can't get over how fluid the motion is. And it's just speed, speed, speed. You need to always be going, always need to be moving. Um, I will say, comparing this one to 2016, I felt like the overall story arc 
was a little bit more surprising in 2016 and they seem to push in that same direction. So it doesn't have the same surprise that that 2016 title did, but I still think it's good. Like he's just a meathead. Your character is a meathead and he goes in and just makes ridiculous statements about stuff that would never work in the real world. And it, uh, it, it really it's, works. I it's think a, it's the bro game for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Always has been. So what are you playing on? Shul? Xbox. Yeah. And okay. X series. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that. I, I, it's a been a change of pace because I know, like the last few games, you're like, oh, this like to hear that you're thinking about it all the time. That's a good it's thing. A power this fantasy. is very uh, different than Pokemon. I will tell you. Yes, what. <laughs> yes, I know. I had him do a Nuzlocke in Pokemon, and it kind of ruined the experience for him. Kind of didn't. He was like, well, uh, but something that I'm ready to experience is a new Nintendo. As we move into our news story, the big one. It leaked this week. For the past week, Samsung Nintendo sketched one of the fabled Nintendo Pro. I think it's time. I don't know how you guys feel about getting a new Nintendo or a new Switch, new Switch Pro, I should say. And Eurogamer reported this. The big thing is it's reported to have a 720p screen. And I know on the internet people were losing their minds about that, that the new screen would be only a 720p. And I don't... I'm not. I'm in the camp. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because can any of you tell the difference between 1080 and 720p on a 720? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's probably one percent of people at can. Yeah, because what, yeah, what's the original like, it's, switch? Six and a half, six and a quarter at the smallest. So you, it's still. Mm-hmm. You know, I think someone said in terms of area, it's like 24 percent larger, but still, that's less than an inch. It is not that much larger. And 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 you know, I'm I'm a developer. I'm a programmer by by profession. And it's five point five, five point five. I thought that was for the light. Oh, that's the switch light. That's the switch light. Sorry, that's the light. Wow, <laughs> dude, don't step in the ring with a Nintendads and start correcting okay, numbers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Especially sorry. one who likes statistics. 5.5. Anyway, so <laughs> as I can understand. It's six point two. That's what it is. Okay, okay so I said about I said about a six and a quarter. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, so um, I as a developer, I can understand why Nintendo wouldn't put a 1080p screen in handheld because the game has to know, am I in handheld mode or am I in docked mode to do different logic, different processing? And if it has to now differentiate between four modes, that's probably more than it could handle. (laughs) So still, handheld is 720p regardless of where you are, if this is true. And so it would only have to worry about if it's docked and if it needs to do the rumored 4K up, upscaling or not. Which is wizardry to me. Like, I don't know how it. Uh, I don't know how it's like, oh, I'm handheld, I'm not. I, my biggest fear is not with the screen and the graphics. I'm sure Nintendo will make that right. Having, like, they've made the right moves of outsourcing that. My fear is that I'm going to have to rebuy old games because Nintendo has always done that to me. And there's going to be now a Switch Pro library. I'm hoping they'll keep the online library or your digital files will be able to move over. I just, I get, because we all, we've all been burnt by the virtual console, right? The virtual console left a bad taste in my mouth. It made me sad because that was a lot of good potential. And I don't want, and I don't think they would for this, but I do think if the, if this is their move now, they're always going to be a console slash handheld are we always going to have one ecosystem or are they going to change ecosystems again on us? That's my fear. I think they're at a point right now where changing an ecosystem is death. Uh, I, I, and I think that they're smart enough to realize that. 
Well, like when you have Reggie mm-hmm. and others saying that, you know, like in looking back, that switch was a do or die system. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like that it had to make it. Um, I'm not going to say sit here and say that they're surprised by the success, but I think that they are surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like I think that I think it's like, oh yeah, it really did work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I, I kind of see it more of what we got with the um, the new Nintendo 3DS uh, XL when it came out, and the and the current 3DS. There were just some games that the the 3DS alone couldn't play in the cool yeah. I think the biggest example of that was Xenoblade Chronicles could not play on a regular 3DS. Uh Hyrule Warriors, I believe, needed the It it could play, but it was garbage on it. Yeah, it was very garbage. And then the, the as Jesse reminds me a lot, the Super Nintendo virtual console on the 3DS could only be on new Nintendo right. 3DS models. I had a friend who wanted to get Earthbound. And he w- he had an older 3DS, and he got everything set up, and then he came home. He's like, "Wait, I have the download code, and I can't download it." Oh, yeah, he, got, he was mad. He was really I, mad. I think that what you, the, the, what was that strategy game with like Will Wheaton, Abe Lincoln? Um, oh, Codename C. Yeah, that that one is another one where it could it could be playable yeah. on the older 3DS, but it was really designed for the new one. Yeah. So the the uh, what. The rumors that we're hearing is more along the lines of Nintendo first-party titles will continue to support both the Switch Pro or the Super Nintendo Switch, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I now, like that uh, for for the next for the next two years. So, like, you would get Mario Odyssey two, and it would play on both. It may chug a little bit on the old Switch, but it would really shine on the Switch Pro. After two years, that would be gotcha. uh, discontinued. But where the discrepancy would be is the reports that, or rumors, really, they're not really reports, the rumors that are swirling that third-party exclusives are planned for the Switch Pro that would not work on the regular Switch. (laughs) Which, if you think about it, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it is an incentive to upgrade for people like me who have a household of four switches. Well, I think I think what we're realizing with the Switch is like people want these games portably. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Outer Worlds we just talked about today. Like I would go back and play that if I had it in a portable form. You know, being able to take those games on the road would be really nice. So in that new Switch model, if it comes out, people are going to want to put more newer titles on that platform, which is where I see the third-party angle coming in and being a really smart step for them. Yeah, and I think that... Uh... One of the biggest complaints about the Switch, as it stands right now, is the the cards that the games they don't use. taste as good as I've uh, heard. That not right. a lot of developers are <laughs> that, right. They're not vanilla. Uh, the uh, no, that they're not using the higher capacity oh. cards uh, a lot. You mm. know, like we The Witcher, we saw them use a higher capacity thirty two gigabyte card. Uh, we um, we saw. Very, very rarely, I think, do we see devs do that. I think that this is going to open the doorway for that to have to happen uh, for these games. I think, especially if they want to support yeah. what might be 4K, right? And textures. on top of that, the NVIDIA DLSS uh, being on the new NVIDIA Shield and Switch being based off the Shield framework, I think it just lends more credence to the fact well, this is coming. Um, but I still think that there could be a possibility 
there could be a possibility that there is a version of this that is home console only because we've we you know we've done the switch that's not playable on right. the TV and is handheld only but what about the TV the switch that's playable only mm. on the TV I would like to see that and right. the games are the switch the games are the switch part not the not the actual console yeah, See, switch your uh, game into the con. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I I feel like they're missing where their success is if they go that way, right? I mean, I think that there's so much benefit to having these games portable. You know, it right, makes it yeah. the DS machine. Like you could mm-hmm. play a lot of those Nintendo. You know, you you can't play Nintendo exclusives anywhere else. But a lot of the games that I have on that Switch console are ports from computer games that I never got into because I don't have a machine to run it. So maybe I'm just not the demo they're looking at, but I really think the reason I love my Switch so much is I can download these games that were on PC years ago and get them handheld. Something that we don't have access to a lot of is their data, because a lot of people can opt in for the data, and when you're part of the data, they know how many people are playing handheld, how many people are doing docked, and all that kind of stuff. So based on that, I think is why we got the light. Because a lot more people were playing handheld than docked. And the reason why I disagree with them doing a home-only console. Uh, so it, I, I, I wouldn't knock it if they did it. But I think mm-hmm. because of the, the data, I think more speaks to, to people playing it handheld than it does playing it docked. If they did, if they did do that, I, that just means I get a point for my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. What are they going to do about the Joy-Con? They have they have to do something about it, right? Like that's the elephant in the room. But they right? they're not going to acknowledge it. They're just going to say it's a Joy-Con Pro, you know, or something like that. So, it only breaks after two thousand hours instead yeah. of a thousand. So like, oh, it, they so will have about to, that. It has to probably do something with that design of that particular joystick, right? Yes. So. Um, as opposed to the joysticks we've had over the years that last a lot longer, even though they also still get drift. So it's just the amount of space and the amount of, you know, the size they they are and the, 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 how small they are. (laughs) So the N64 divot back into it so it can hit the corners. You know what I'm talking about? That (laughs) hard shape. That would be maybe the, I don't know. Like growing up, I've always thought of Nintendo controllers as quality. I've seen many times my dad losing in King Griffey Jr. baseball and throwing the Super Nintendo controller and it bouncing it back up in its hand, never breaking from rage. I was like, wow, that's a really strong controller. It's so disappointing. But it's also nice to hear that PlayStation's having a drift issue. This seems to be like the new thing for consoles, apparently. Uh, PlayStation's got a glass back suit going against them. Do you think it's Do you think it's a new thing or do you think it's like the current thing? Like, mm. you know, kind of like when you're when you're wanting to buy something, and you don't have it yet, you start seeing it everywhere. You know, you, there's some kind of, there's a name for that effect. Yeah. And I just wonder if it's that's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, like console, like controllers maybe have always drifted, but now we're hypersensitive to it because we want to make it that way. Or, or yeah, I don't and, know. and I don't think it's new. Like when I had the DS, I had that disc thumbstick that they put on that DS. That thing was hot garbage and you'd immediately go Yeah, to mine the just broke and, on my 3DS. Yeah, yeah I, I had a really hard time with that. I think too it probably has something to do with the amount of games people are playing too these days especially with the pandemic mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, putting a lot more hours into the device 
could, I believe, has a major effect on what is going on with that. I saw a breakdown video that someone did of like the PS5 controller, and he he found that the uh, the actual parts that may, that are used for the for the analog stick is the exact same technology used <laughs> in the the Switch Pro controller and the Xbox controllers. So it's all the same parts. So I'm like, why is they just picking on PlayStation 5? Just because it's the new hotness that everyone wants and no one has yet. And we've, <laughs> and we've also found that with uh, repair, repairability, most of the time uh, on the Joy-Cons, if you just use a cleaner... Yeah, it gets gunked up, right? In the inside? Yeah, the, the contact cleaner. It's just... It basically you're cleaning it out, and it ends up just being lint or you know little particles or whatever that's causing the issue. That's getting I was in bringing there. mine to my classroom on Fridays for kids that did their homework, and yeah. I you know sixth graders have gross hands, so this is making a lot of sense. <laughs> why my old ones are all grimed up. My other tin, my, my tinfoil hat theory is they, they make it breakable, so you buy Planned it. Planned obsolescence. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> well, it's I've got a good comparison Ooh. here for, for the Joy-Cons. I've had my day one Joy-Cons last a lot longer than my sons who's gone who had gone through three pairs. Why is that? Because he eats around his switch. He doesn't wash his hands as often. You know, he's a he's a teenage or a preteen boy. You know, so he's he, you know he's gross. When the switch so. when the switch launched, he was almost nine. Yes. So so uh, and with mine, I've had mine for a very long time before it wasn't the drift that got made it stop working. It was something else like a the Bluetooth stopped connecting or whatever. So. And I'm going to end up probably sending those back. Tim, I'll say this. Like, between my son and I, we both have regular yeah. switches. Uh, we have seven pair of Joy-Cons yes. in our house. Oh, that's and 14 Joy-Cons. I, I just did the contact cleaner trick on all of them, and it works okay. wonders. I'm doing that. I'm doing that before I, had I done send the, them in. I had done the compressed air. I appreciate your, you know, proper, like, I appreciate your proper plurling. Of Joy-Con. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's uh, surprising how many people yeah, don't do that. Use a cleaner okay. and the air can, yes. Do not use a Q-tip. Yeah, all you got to do is take that toothpick or, or a knife, the tip of a knife, raise okay. that little umbrella then, on the bottom of the Joy-Con stick, okay. and blow blow some contact cleaner in there, press it down a few times. Roll around roll like you were doing the calibration. And, yeah, Mario Party. We go and back to that. You, the then you can use circle. an air can to help dry it out. Yep, exactly. As, as John from Dad's After Dark says, you, you just do it like a nipple. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> you know, like when your wife's lactating and has to feed. We're all dads. We've all seen it. It's not. Yes. No, I get it. Well, I think that's going to move us to our final wow. section. Change the subject. Change the Change subject. The subject. <laughs> uh, we all are dads. We all. And like I found your show years ago through Zelda and I knew you guys. I was like, all right, these guys love Nintendo like I do. And it's always a hot topic. We do something called the hot list where we've done something like we named our top five chips. And I want to reference this. Bugles hit us up afterwards. They blew our spot up on Twitter. So Bugles might have moved up. <laughs> In our ranking, I think they need to after that fact. Bugles are solid chips. Yeah, I see. We went with okay. Juanitas because I have to salsa. Ask. I'm sorry. I have to ask because I listened to that episode. I okay. wrote down I wrote down the five things that you guys went down. So I have to ask, and I'm sorry if I'm th- derailing your show here. but I love it. Go for it. Is Bugles really a chip? I don't know. Mm. 
I don't view Ooh. that as a chip, and sh- I don't think there should be I on don't the think list. It's a chip. It's not a cracker, but it's not a cracker, it's a, right? I mean, it's, it's a, a snack. snack. It's a puff. It a are, are you saying because it's three dimensional? It is I, a corn flavored chip, and that is how it. No, it's a. Corn they call it. Chip. They call it a corn flavored snack. They don't call oh. it a chip. They call Amazon it a says a corn flavored chip bag. So maybe That's I don't know Amazon. Mm. But when I went to what is it Nabisco or whatever, <laughs> when I looked it up, they said snack. <laughs> Look at that! It is. It does. And on their Wikipedia, bugles are a corn snack. Yes. Oh my god! This debate. <laughs> yeah. See, bu- bugles doesn't want to be painted in the corner, man. They're gonna do what they want to do. They're fun on your fingers, dude. They're fun. But on I your enjoyed fingers. that episode, okay. by the way, guys. That was that was fun. Good. Appreciate it. I'm glad you wow. did it. So we like to do little debates like that. In this one, I I knew it was gonna be a heady topic. Um, and I'll put it in our chat here, so we can you can read off, or everyone should know their lists. But we are going to rank our top five Zeldas, and we are going to do an accumulation episode, and this will go up on our website at the top five Zelda games everyone needs to play. Hot it's getting hot in here. Uh, who would like to go and start with theirs first? I think let's go five to one. I'd like to hear it in reverse order. Who wants to? Who wants to take the plunge? Okay. So yeah, I. I... Normally, my favorite Zelda game is whatever one I'm playing at that time, because even the worst Zelda game is not a bad game. Correct. I Correct. think there's, anyway, so I, I took the list of all the Zelda games and like sorted it in real time. I don't have that list anymore, so I don't have the full list. I just kept the top five. But my top five, my number five is Majora's right, well, Mask. Are we, let's go around. Okay, uh, Marty, what was your number five? My number five is Twilight Princess, and I actually had a hard time coming up with uh, this list because there are other Zelda games that I think that I would would like to be on this list. But I also view it as like putting it last on the list makes it look like it's bad. Or like I think that it's bad. And it's not. It's just that there are other Zelda games I think are way better. Yeah, very good choice. But... Mm-hmm. As far as this one goes, like I loved this game because, for, in a lot of ways, it broke the mold of modern Zelda and took it in a place to a place that it had not been yet. And so that's why it, it's ahead of so many others. Yeah, that's that's to, my number five as well, as Twilight Princess. And the reason I like Twilight Princess so much Perfect. is because it really feels like one of the only times that Nintendo went for it on Zelda. Like, we are going to push this console to the, mm-hmm. the furthest we can in terms of graphic ability. Now, you can argue the systems in Breath of the Wild, obviously, but Twilight Princess was a beautiful game. For its time, and even comparing those side by side, I still think Twilight Princess is something... Uh, it's pretty special. I always wish I got the HD remake for the Wii U for the Wolf Link. That was my other thing. I never beat Twilight Princess, but you could be a dog, so it's pretty awesome. Like, if you can be a dog, sign me up. Uh, Chappie, what is your number five? Uh, Link to the Past is my number five, and I'll be honest, I never, um, in all my years, I never finished Link to the Past. I never got to have a Super Nintendo growing up. I was a Genesis kid. You were a Sega kid. And I, my mom, like, was the first person to use the meme that is now popular which is you already have a nintendo at home and my nintendo at home was a genesis um <laughs> so um, i played link to the past on um my wii u virtual console um and uh, breath of the wild came out when i was like midway through it and so the rest of that story writes itself yeah 
but it, it, I think um, it deserves a spot. I, I understand why it start. I understand why it's so highly regarded just from playing maybe half of it. I don't, I didn't use a strategy guide, so I don't know like how far I was, but it was right. great. The music was great. The graphics were amazing. It was perfect game for that 3d or that, that, uh, Wii U gamepad. I really, I, I had a good time with it. For me, it's my number five as well. I have the memory of that's a game my dad and I beat together. I would, and I was man, very young, so I would be kind of scared to play. So I, I memorized the map. I would tell my dad where to go. He just listened to me. Like my dad doesn't play video games like that anymore because I was always like, no, go here, do this, do that, check this puzzle, look at this, light this on fire, let's light this on fire. Like, I have so many fond memories of it. And now that I'm playing Secret of Mana with my son for our backlog challenge, I remember as a kid I wanted Secret of Mana to be three-player Zelda, and it's not. You know, it makes me appreciate... Because my son will play... Link to, he Secret of Mana is kind of a chore because we have to play it together for Dad's podcast. He loves playing Link to the Past, though. He found the red boomerang within like his first five hours, just him playing around because he, he wanted to swim. Uh, I have so, so many fond memories of that. Tim, what about you? What's your number five? So before I start my list, I'm going to say this, that again, kind of going back to what I was talking about, the N64, you're probably going to know that I didn't play N64, so a lot of those games aren't on mm -hmm. my list, even though they came out for 3DS, because of where I started Zelda, uh, and what... And you'll probably see a theme through my list in regards to what that is uh, between me playing mostly handheld and me playing mostly 2D Zelda games, right? So uh, my number five is Phantom Hourglass for the DS. So I this was a hard list to come up with, and I did kind of like what Jesse did. I just started throwing out names of the games I played, and uh, then I sorted them in the order that I felt like would would represent my my zelda list i guess so but phantom phantom hourglass was my favorite because of uh it use it used the ds in a lot of the things that it did uh that blew my mind you know so i really enjoyed what it did and and even though they could have been it may have felt gimmicky to some people to me it was like heck yeah do all those things you know pull out all the stops for what the ds did <laughs> yes and speaking of you know doing that it's like one of the things i remember was being you know i couldn't you figure could out the life of me the what to do on the map until i was it was yeah. like i put it to sleep or something and then came back and was like oh my gosh it just transferred it from the bottom screen to the top screen that was awesome yeah and that rewards you with that yeah. chime yeah. doesn't it that was one of the things that's so creative that's a great moment that game so that's why it's my number four. We're going to do it snake draft style because I know Chappie's a snake draft fan. So, Tim, you're number four. <laughs> All right. My number four is Minish Cap on the GBA. So that's another, a good one. Another game, uh, third party, right? Capcom published it or, or something. No, Nintendo published it, but it was Capcom. Yeah. Capcom developed it. So they're the it. only other company they would trust. Yes, they developed it. So, And it was, uh, again, it was just. Being able to play on a little portable device, a, you know, big, to me, it was a big Zelda game, you know, on there. And it gave me some of the vibes that I had from some of the other 2D games that I played at the time, but uh, with Zelda games, I should say. Uh, and just the mechanics of being able to shrink down and go in those, you know, little tiny holes and do little uh, trick, um, you know, puzzles in regards to that was a lot of fun. And 
Um, that one, unfortunately, I have a sad story for, and that is that uh, I was probably this close to beating it, and my son got a hold of my GBA and erased the file. I fear that day. That's tough. I fear that day. <laughs> so... Yeah. Ever since then, I have not beaten the game yet, but it was close enough to where I feel like I put on my list. I had a blast. That's I'll go back to about. it. I'll go back to it. It's I I um what do you call it? I'm an ambassador, part of the ambassador program for my 3ds, so I was able to get it there, and I have it on my 3ds. So eventually, I'll tough. be able to I'll go back and play it. My number four is a game that eluded me for 24 years, and that was Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I beat it last year when the pandemic started. I finally went back and put it on my 3DS, and I beat it. And why I have issues with some of the mechanics because of over time, like the ca- the camera work's not great in that game. The storytelling's really solid, and then the beats and the pacing of that game is perfect. I can see people arguing it as the greatest. I see why there's a lot of great elements to it. Yeah. Um, the, the, ba- the controls kind of just would take me out, but... It's such a classic game, and if it got a update of any side type, I would buy it up in a second. I would love to see it with new control. Like you see people make the Unreal uh, versions with the Unreal Engine, and you're, I'm like, oh yeah, I want that, please, 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 please. You know, sign me up. So it, it's it's a reason why it's so beloved, and I I can I get it, I get it now. I'm one of the cool kids. Chappie, what is your number? First of all, I'm glad that the game made your list. Going back like and playing a game that old and with that much time to age now, um, that really mm-hmm. shows just that it made your list at all. I mean, like I just went back and played Mario 64, and I'm like, dang, this game is showing its age. Still love it, but I had the mm-hmm. nostalgia. Anyway, uh, my number four is Wind Waker. Uh, I remember being... Um, so excited for a cel-shaded game when everyone else thought it was just the most abhorrently awful decision that any game developer had ever made <laughs> and um, Nintendo basically having to fight to get people excited because the world was just destroying the idea before it even came out and it is delightful it's funny and and lighthearted and cute and just an amazing adventure story um, it was perfect for me at the time, and it probably still would be now. Excellent. Shelby, your number four? Uh, my number four is Majora's Mask. Uh, I know that we kind of already talked about it a little bit. The, the accolades that I have for Majora's Mask is that it's almost run-based, but it's also telling a story in that. You know what I mean? It seemed like every time you would restart that cycle, it felt like a brand new day, and you could kind of go anywhere you wanted. I feel like they were tackling um, game design in that game that had never been seen before, and it only showed it was only appreciated later. And I don't think I realized how refreshing Outer it Wilds. Was. I'm looking at you, Outer Wilds, right? It's what, yeah, that's what they copied, right? They're like, oh yeah, we like Majora's Mask. Well, Let's make our version. I mean, it's not a one to one, right? I mean, <laughs> it's an homage. I want to I want to jump in real quick because yeah. I didn't really because I you know going back to when I said Majora's Mask as my five since. This is the last time it's going to be coming up uh, by the looks of it. You know, I just wanted to share a little of my background with it. Um, I never could get into it on the N64. So Please. if it wasn't so, for the 3DS remake, this wouldn't be on the list. Yeah. It probably would be Ocarina of Time instead. But when it did come out on the 3DS, you know, wow. it, it did, while it, you know, it did 
hurt some things like the swimming aspect with the with the the fish mask but uh but there was enough quality of life improvements to it that i was able to get through it and actually i think i 100 percented it i had the fierce deity mask and i had all the heart containers which is like the first time i've ever done that in a zelda and so you would recommend the 3ds version for anybody yeah and it also lets you go backwards in small segments not just for, you know, in the original, if you went backwards, you were back to day one. But in the 3DS, oh, yeah, yeah. you could go back to the start of day three if you wanted. You can you had more fine tuning of where you hopped around. I've never played Majora's Mask, and I'm I really want I would really like to. Yeah, I'm really hoping for that re that Switch remake. That would be cool, Marty. Your number four. Uh, so yeah, for me, my number four oh, is really? uh, a Link Between Worlds. Uh, on the 3DS, I just fell in love with that game and i think i i I, there's two things i remember about that game that stick in my mind so well and that is number one they released it the same day they released mario 3d world on this on the wii u it was day and date uh that was also the day the xbox one came out and they did a midnight release for that at uh gamestop and i went and i was they were like are you here for the one and i'm like no i'm just uh Mario 3D World and Link Between Worlds, and they're like, "Yeah, I guess we'll mm-hmm. sell those to you too." <laughs> so uh, I bought them and went home and played. Like I didn't go to sleep. Uh, but and, and it's that, that attitude is why they don't exist anymore, right? That Marty? that kind <laughs> of is part of the second one. The thing that sticks in my mind about the game, and that is that I finished it on a weekend because I just could not stop playing it. Uh, I thought that it took everything that link to the past was and made it even better and especially what with like the the like being able to turn into a painting and and play around on the wall and solve puzzles that way it was just brilliant and i would love to see them play around with that mechanic again like they have this nintendo has this really odd thing about like they'll debut a mechanic in one of their mainline games like mario or zelda and then you'll never see it again. And I'm like, but that, like, like I really hope, and this is a totally different subject, but like, I really hope that we get the, the Odyssey-style throw the cap and take over mm-hmm. enemies again. Like, I thought that was brilliant. But, uh, but that's but, also Nintendo's MO. They don't do a sequel for the sake of doing a sequel. They want to do something new every time, which is why we don't have enough I, right, Zero Game. I, I know that, but sometimes, sometimes you just want a, a sequel as comfort food. Right, like, so I mean, Mario Galaxy Two was kind of the closest they got to that, I think. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. That, well, they did, but but like, I just Link Between Worlds is so good. It makes yeah. reminds me I need to go through and play it. Again. Yeah, and I still think they innovated there too in Galaxy Two. Mm-hmm. When Jesse, that leads us to your number four, which is also Link Between Worlds. Yeah, um, this. Yeah, I don't think I beat it in the weekend like Marty did, but I do. I, I remember I have played through that game twice, and I've been wanting to play, you know, it again at some point soon. You know, along with uh, uh, the, uh, the the one that Tim mentioned, the Minish Cap. Minish Cap. Yeah, the, they're kind of on my unwritten backlog of things I wanted to replay again. Yeah, I would love to see your written backlog. With your history in gaming, I would love to see, like, all right, what's I, your... I, that, there is, a written backlog doesn't exist, otherwise it would be a, a novel. 
Uh, you should see Shelby's manifesto. When we started talking about this podcast, oh, I got a he sent me going. a eight-page document of, are you just crazy? Let's narrow this down to ten. Let's chunk these. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Uh, so, Jesse, back to you now. We're moving on to three. You're number three. I said Twilight Princess. And you know, this you know, was you know, GameCube Wii, uh, Wii launch title, you know, cross-platform. And I, 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 I liked the the grittier art style, even though it was on yeah, it was limitations of the Wii hardware, it would still look nice. And uh, I remember replaying this on the Wii, uh, and then like two weeks after I finished playing it, they announced the Wii U HD remake, and I'm like, I'm not ready to play <laughs> that game again. And to this day, I still haven't played it. And last summer, I came close to actually doing it. I actually had I had to track down a copy, uh, the old copy of it. And my joke is, they haven't announced the Switch port because I haven't played the Wii U version. There you go. So, so this... can you play it so we can get that, please? Thanks. I appreciate it. Please. Uh, Marty, your number three. Is Link to the Past. Uh, will forever be in my top three of Zelda games. Uh, it's a... Link to the Past is a yearly playthrough game for me. Like, there's a time every year that I will replay that game. Uh, sometimes I'll do uh, just a bare bones uh, run, just do what I can and, and play through just as I want to play this. It's, again, comfort food. Uh, the the other, the last couple of times I've played it have been 100% runs because the first oh, yeah. time, because I'd never done it, uh, I wanted to get everything and see everything. The second time was just started out as I'm just going to play through it. But then it was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that. You know, like I remember where this is. And it just snowballed until why not go in and get the last couple of hearts and the, all the magic upgrades and blah, right. blah, blah. Uh, it's to me, um, that game transports me back to Friday nights, 14 years old. Little Caesar's Pizza, Kool-Aid, <laughs> and uh, one of my best friends and I staying up till 2 or 3 a.m. trying to find our way through all the dungeons. Best you times know, like, of your life. You don't even know Absolutely. It. Absolutely. And just feeling so accomplished when we finally made it to Ganon and took him out. Just epic. Shelby, you're number three. Wind Waker. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I really liked Wind Waker. I really enjoyed the boat and being able to go around that huge ocean. I mean, it was a big departure from a traditional Zelda in that realm. Or, you know, because you're in a, in a boat, you're kind of handcuffed to the boat combat. But I thought the discovery of the different islands was pretty rewarding in terms of that world. Uh, big fan. Jabby, your number three? Uh, Link's Awakening Switch. Uh, I had never played it before, the original um, version uh, and I picked it up and I was just charmed by it. I thought it was a great game. I, I why is the chain chomp in here? Like what 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 is going on? And um, the, the answer to that question is like there is no explanation really needed. They just they 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 just did that. They went there and I, like there's nothing wrong with that at all. I I loved the remake. I liked the art style that they went for and. Um, yeah, seemingly, if you had played the original, yeah, it would have been mode. a great way to replay it. I don't have that experience, but I bet you it was. 
and looking at some, uh, some of the other people uh, lists here. I'm guessing it yes. was <laughs> um, my number three is Link Between Worlds, and we are we we keep like linking memories to it. Um, my memory with it is a little sad. Uh, so when I got that, I got that as a gift. It was like my second year of teaching. I got the new. I have. I still have it. The brand new XL 3DS. So I got the Link Between Worlds 3DS, and I was like, oh man, I'm really excited to play that. And it was Christmas Eve, and then that night, my grandmother fell and hit her head really bad. She had to get emergency brain surgery. She was 80 at the time. And uh, I, because I lived close to my grandmother, I spent many nights in the hospital while she was recovering from her brain surgery, being the member that watched her and, you know, not worrying. You know, it was a nice escape from worrying about my grandma, and she, she fought through and was fine. That story has a better ending, but that game being so tight and you could go and adventure in any way. It was a good moment to go there. And I remember like telling her what I was doing and talking about it. And she would like kind of make sounds or do things that. So I, I, that game will always make me think of my grandmother who I lost last year. And uh, it's a important game to me. And it's a really good Zelda. And it's a really good growth of Zelda. It just, it, it's, Awesome, awesome game, and everyone needs to play. Yeah, yeah, and, and I would agree. That's no, my number two on my list. Um, I this was one of my first experiences playing a two D Mario top down two D Mario um, this or two D Mario uh, <laughs> top top down Zelda right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was my first experience kind of really jumping into a world like that. If you look at my list, it's the majority of the 3D <laughs> titles because that's where I yeah. found love for Zelda titles. So this was the first time that I was like, oh, this is really good. I should consider going back and playing it. Have I had playing some of those older ones? Have I? No. But this one was just absolutely phenomenal. The yep. music was off the chain, like Marty said earlier. Being off able the to like, love form that into the wall and walk around was... <laughs> Brilliant. And I see that Tim also has that in his number two spot. Uh, no, Justin has that in his number two. Tim, oh, Tim does too. Tim does too. Or, or th- a lot of people have it in their number two spot. But <laughs> Tim, what's your number three spot? So my number three spot is probably going to shock some people, probably your listeners and maybe even my own uh, crew here. But uh, I put down Breath of the Wild for the Switch as my <gasps> number three Zelda game. Uh, because, again, I wasn't big into the 3d zeldas i (laughs) am more of a fan of the 2d or top-down version of zeldas for sure but to me out of the 3d ones that i've dabbled in or tried to play or whatever breath of the wild is to me the best 3d zelda game for me uh and i still go back to it i never beat it i still go into it and still you know (laughs) It's huge world, you know, so I'm still, you know, trying to, I go in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to concentrate on getting to this, you know, to the, what was it, the four different monsters or whatever, but uh, I got one of them knocked out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the next one and then I get lost in the world, you know, going to find stuff and, um, but that's the thing, that's the beauty of it. Everybody can play it their own way. And that's what I love about Breath of the Wild is that uh, I can go in, keep you know chipping away at it. Uh, my my daughter a couple summers ago spent all her summer vacation essentially trying to beat that game, uh, getting through it all, and she discovered things that I didn't even know about and I didn't even hear other people talk about, which I thought was interesting. So, but of course I didn't really follow everybody because I didn't want things spoiled for me either, but. Breath of the Wild to me is a 
it, at the time, like Jesse was saying, I, you know, if I was playing it right now more, I'd probably, it'd probably be my number one. But I think nostalgia kicks in a lot of times for a lot of choices, and that's probably where you'll see my list at when, you, when we get to number one. But yes, number two is Link Between Worlds 3DS for me as well because of all the same things you guys said. Uh, um, but also where it comes from too, I think, is why it's number two on my list. Um, because it's being a sequel to Link to the Past type of thing. So, um, but Link Between Worlds again, a handheld for the 3DS and the 3D on that. If you if you could stand it, it was outstanding. I loved playing it in 3D on the 3DS, and um, it was a lot of fun to play. And I did spend. I did that was a game I focused on. You know, I told you guys I would go dabble on games and stuff like that. But when I got that game, that was the only game I was playing. I didn't touch anything else. It was all that. And when it was time to play a game, it was time to pick up 3DS and just that's all I was playing. So, yeah, my number two is Link Between Worlds. Your number well. two. I'm just going to jump up for time because we have to now take our list and make a super list from them, right? If we could just go through and name them for sake of time. Chappie, your number two. Uh, Breath of the Wild's my number two. Okay, and then Shelby's was Link Between Worlds. Mine is Wind Waker, and we'll talk more about that game because a lot of people have it at number one. Jesse's number two is Breath of the Wild. Uh, Marty, what was your number two? Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening, good choice. And Jesse, your number yeah, two. Yeah, my number two was Breath of the Wild. Uh, I, it was a toss-up between one and two on that, but I figured, you know, the, the thing that didn't make it number one is my number one game is a game I would be willing to play again. And I have multiple times, but I don't know. Gotcha. I want to play breath of the wild again, just because I, I played it. The, the, the first time through was 150 <laughs> hours. It was a great 150 <laughs> hours. But if I have right, another right. hundred hour game, I want to play, I have other games I want to play and not breath gotcha. of the wild again. And your number one game, since we're back to you, your number one game is, am I not? My number one is the Wind Waker. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, the yeah, number one is the Wind Waker. I played that on GameCube, and uh, and then I played the HD remake as well when that was nice. released. I I remember the night that released, I had to work, so I had the theme song. You know, when when midnight hit, I had the game downloaded and running, and I had that opening theme song playing for an hour and a half while I was working. Just torturing yourself, like I can go play it. I can go play it, Marty. You're number one. Wind Waker. It's just so it good. Is so good. Shelby. Ocarina of Time. Jappy. Same. Mine is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'm the outlier. And Tim. Mine probably because of nostalgia, linked to the past. Because that was my first game that I ever beat. That's a great reason. As a kid. Yeah, that'll do. I mean, now, that'll do it. Uh, yeah. For Justin, one of the members of your show, he put his list in so we could just, you know, help this. His number five was Wind Waker. His number four was Link to the Past. Number three was Link's Awakening Switch. Uh, two was A Link Between World. And his number one, he's with me on this Breath of the Wild. So here's the fun part where we make uh, alliances. We got to rank these. We got to make a five through one. Okay? So, so here's the thing, though. Do we really? Do we really <laughs> have to do this? 
The Zelda, the Zelda franchise is so unique in the sense that everybody can find their version of what their best Zelda game is because they all have different flavors to them. I'm just saying this is this is this might not be a task that we have to undertake, but we can try. <laughs> I mean, you're never I gonna mean... convince Tim to say, for example, that one of the 3d <laughs> titles is better than link to the past he's never going to budge on that a, a, a top five maybe sure. i've known him for, a, for yeah. one hour now two hours, <laughs> two hours and i know that he's not going to budge on that this is true i guess the easy thing to do if we want to call it a night is just post this list yeah. and people can go and do play what they want to play because i agree i think wind waker was my number one for a long time wind waker is a beautiful game wind waker it I think that Breath of the Wild took more from Wind Waker than people realize because Wind Waker was the first game that lets you explore a map however you wanted it. You just had to get on your boat and go and then get certain tools. And I think they said, oh, let's, what happens if we give them all the tools and then they can explore? It's the evolution of those two. Um, I don't know, man. Breath of the Wild, though, I think it's the, the goat. It's, it's what Zelda's supposed to be. Well, that's why it's so high on my list. <laughs> I know, it's not even on Shelby's. <laughs> oh, I don't like breakable weapons, and it didn't tell me what to do. Oh, that's, yeah, that's your... No, no, it's like, hey, we know how to make dungeons, so forget it. We're just going to put you in a field, and you can run around aimlessly for 100 hours. They gave you t- 120 mini ones. Dude, don't break my weapons, man. Hey, I got an idea. You know what You know what a funny, you know what a fun <laughs> minigame would be? If you just throw random... <laughs> and I pop, and we play this little song. <laughs> this is true yes yes it is yeah <laughs> i know no no i didn't mm-hmm. Thirty-five. 35. This is true. It is. So I think this will be the first six-person list that we're going to post up there. I think it might be <laughs> it because I think we could be here for ten hours. We're going to have to rent more server space to put this up. I hope that's okay, Casey. May I make a suggestion? If you're going to tell your listeners to play something, give them the option to play one 3D one and one 2D one. Oh, there we go. Well, I think Link Between Worlds, the argument's been made for that, for the 3D one, if you're going to play any, or 2D one. I, I That would be my pick. What about you Link guys? Link Between Worlds is the one that was mentioned the most times. Yeah. Six out of the seven of us. Yeah, I think that's it. And then for the 3D one, I think Wind Waker's mentioned the most. Link's Awakening got three votes if you count the different <laughs> versions, right? Or is there, or is there I'm gonna one pull, more? I'm going to pull my knife out on Link's Awakening really quick. It shouldn't have been $60 on the Switch because it's a Game Boy game. And as much as they did with the graphics, they didn't do enough with the story and the gameplay. Yeah, I, I love the Dungeons Creator, and it makes me want a Zelda Dungeon Maker game, like a Mario Maker. I've been saying that for a long time. But it would, be, would be oh, fun. I'd play yeah. it all the time. It would be, I would take over my life. Um, I think League's Awakening would be a great way for someone who's never gotten into or tried the 2d ones to like get their feet wet in the 2d zelda war- like atmosphere and that might make you want to play some because like i know it made me want to go play some of the other ones and it's only like 12 hours yeah right like okay i can see why people like these 2d zeldas like that yeah. that's kind of what it did for me and it's it's not super long it's not a big time commitment yeah, yeah. 
Well, I think that's it for the night, gentlemen. I think we can wrap this up. Shelby, do you have anything, any more hate to spew about Breath of the Wild before we go? Because I know you love the, to. The hype train was too much for me. I couldn't get aboard. I tried to get on the hype train and it was going past me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. And then I continued to play. Yes. Yeah, Cyberpunk syndrome. So, yes. yeah, thanks for... But one of them's good and well-liked. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Cyberpunk <laughs> quite a bit as well. And that wraps it for yeah. our show yeah. here tonight. Uh, where can our listeners find more of you find gentlemen? Well, you can uh, head over to our mm-hmm. website. It's nintendodads.org. Uh, and there there's uh, links to all of our social media, our YouTube uh, podcast episodes, uh, written reviews that some of our listeners and patrons have done and a link to our Patreon pages and our um, uh, Tee Public and Redbubble merch uh, stores as well for people who'd like to pick something up there. But really, if you just go anywhere and just type in Nintendo Dads, we we pop up. And a lot of this description will be in the description below. People can click the link and go right to your guys. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us, guys. I know some of you are staying up pretty late to be a part of this conversation, so it's appreciated. Yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you guys. We'll do it again sometime. It was awesome. We really appreciate you asking us to be on. Yes, thank you very much. It was an honor. Well, and I'm going to be on your show, it sounds like, on the 25th. Yeah. I'll be seeing you guys soon. And then you'll finally meet yes. Justin. <laughs> if you want more of us, you can follow our social channels in the attached description. Our website, underpoweredmedia.com. Check us out there. We also have a Discord set up. Feel free to come chat. Also, feel free to leave us a review. Five stars, please. That is a wrap for this week. We're out. Play your game.